You know, sometimes you got to learn to love what's good for you. You know what I mean? Hello and welcome to Charlie Swan's Toxic Turn-Ons, and thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode encompasses a lot. Feminine rage, white knight fantasies, the emotional weight of womanhood all through the lens of Robert Pattinson's many romantic characters. I sit down with a friend who has an almost obsessive fantasy fixation on the romantic leads he has played from Edward Cullen to Bruce Wayne to chat about the seduction of protective men. Let's get to it. I'm so excited to talk about this. I'm so excited to talk about this. Because we have talked about this before. Yes. But never in a formal setting. Yeah. <laughs> I want to dive deep into the phenomenon of Robert Pattinson. Me too. Let's do it. Let's dig in. So you love Eddie Cullen. But no. more, no. It's Robert Pattinson. Well, let's get into this. So yeah. I... Okay. Here's where it gets confusing for me personally, too, because... So I'm not attracted to Edward Cullen in the first movie. I think the haircut's bad, the makeup's bad. We all agreed with that. Like, yeah. everyone kind of came to a consensus that, like, they needed to fire the hair and makeup <laughs> team after the first movie. And the second one, too, kind of. Yeah. But he's not really in that as much. But third and fourth movie is kind of where I'm more into Edward Cullen, I think. But as we've talked about, my love for Robert Pattinson did not come from Twilight. But it, it did come from romance. Water for Elephants is a romance, romance. novel. Yeah. Yes came from Water for Elephants, where he was, I think he was in Suspenders, which helped. <laughs> as I've said, that's hot. Um, but, you know, he wasn't, like, as broody and obnoxious, even though I think that is, like, hot to a degree. But when it's, like, overdone, it's like, okay, get over yourself. And also, kind of going on a tangent, but, you know, towards the later Twilight movies, like, he's not as broody and, like, mm-hmm. obsessed with himself. Yeah. He, like, he has a child. Yeah. Right? So he has to, like, look out <laughs> for other people. But... Anyway, Water for Elephants is what got me hooked. Like, he's in suspenders. He's, like, loves animals. He's looking after an elephant. There are horses, too. Just so many other elements where I'm like, this is much more my thing. So you, that's... I want to marry a zookeeper. (laughs) (laughs) That's the bottom of this. This is a fantasy. (laughs) But that's really what kicked off your, like, fantasy around the essence of Robert Pattinson. Because it is him, and it's also the persona around him that Mm -hmm. he often is hired for. Like, Mm -hmm. all of his characters rely heavily on this persona that he naturally has. Yes. Even Batman. Even Batman. You know what I think it is? Is that, like, he is fiercely protecting someone Mm. in a lot of his characters. So true. Like, in Water for Elephants, he's doing that with Mm -hmm. Reese Witherspoon's, you know, she's the horsey girl, and he's like, I have to protect you with my life. Mm -hmm. In Twilight and Bella, I have to, you know. You know, he's like, he's moving heaven and earth and then some for his girly. Yeah. And that's hot. It is. (laughs) And he, we can't deny, he's extremely, yeah, he's protecting, he, well, he's protecting the city. And he does have a little bit of, like, a daddy thing going with Zoe Kravitz. She's very... At right, risk. right, 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 right. She's he, very at risk. Yes. That scene where uh, we actually saw this movie together. We did. That scene where he, like, she's trying to kill that guy. Yeah. And Matt Reeves 
Matt Reeves must know women because yeah. he zooms in on his like Matt hand. Is secretly a woman. <laughs> <laughs> he like zooms Must in be. on that hand mm-hmm. shot where he's like mm-hmm. holding her hand and he's... he saw the Pride and Prejudice box <laughs> and was like hands. <laughs> I remember we were like that. That was for women. Mm-hmm. Men don't. Men didn't need that. Men didn't care. For but that. no, he does have a very, a very like I'll take care of you thing. Yeah. He's all whenever he's a romantic lead, that's what he is. He's yeah. I'll take care of you. I'll very save protective. you. Not even save you because he's, you no, know, he's just guarding you because you're a precious little thing, little thing. <laughs> so it seems like this essence he has, which is very, it's very like strong. He has a strong essence. And it's towards everyone but his love interest. Yeah. Which is like, oh, you're so special that you just just break his little mold, don't you? You know? Yeah, there's really something to this. You break down his walls. Yeah. (laughs) I do think an element that I'm finding in all fantasy that women, because, you know, what not just attraction like fantasy it's not mm-hmm. just that you are attracted to the likeness of robert pattinson it's that like something about him like really ignites your brain mm-hmm. when it comes to like love and relating and is it lizard brain specifically that you're thinking of i i do think that all fantasy comes from the lizard brain can you have you talked about lizard brain yet i think I think that I would define lizard brain as just, like, some part of the subconscious that you can't control. Yeah. 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 It comes from when you were a mam or what is it, a reptile. <laughs> yeah, when you were, like, an amoeba. Right, when you were an amoeba, because we were all amoebas first, mm-hmm. and then we kind of got a little more complicated. Right. So it's like, yeah. I love lizard brain, by the way. I've been using <laughs> that to justify, like, every action <laughs> I've done in my life since. Uh, but so you know it's really it's beyond just oh this is a handsome man mm, it's like this mm-hmm. man is identifying some desire that I have yes and I think the thing too is like because there are a lot of handsome men all chilling in Hollywood true but the thing is especially in movies too and in all of these fantasy scenarios a lot of the times they're doing stuff for other men and like you know I think there is just a big thing among men where it's like, we really don't like women that much. Like we're, you're around and you're hot, but like our people are our fellow dudes. Mm-hmm. Whereas like when there's a guy like Robert who walks and he's like, no, n- not you guys, her. Like, you, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, because I think when it comes to, you know, the stories we hear about true love, we and like romance and like princesses and you know all the stuff that we kind of grew up with it's like oh you're so special um that you're gonna have like this mutual relationship with someone whereas when you think of a lot of like heterosexual couples like there isn't a lot that like you actually share in common a lot of times like a lot of times it does kind of boil down to sex and like lizard brain you know whereas like someone like him it's like oh I I don't know it just feels like it's beyond that because it's like he wants to get to know you as a person and like as an equal I think in a lot of ways too Mm -hmm. maybe I'm just projecting (laughs) no but I do think that not only do you know what I mean I don't know if I'm making sense not only is this not you're not alone in this yeah he has been the center of fantasy ever since yeah. he honestly was in Harry Potter. I mean, he's gorgeous in that right, movie. Right, right. But it's more than just that he's gorgeous. Like, he has this quiet, very gentle thing, I think, yes. combined with how 
masculine and beautiful he is. That's is, it. It's the combination. Mm-hmm. It's like this man is so, so, like, he's s- strong. He's like, yeah, he, that's his thing. Yeah. He's strong. He's Cedric Diggory. He's Edward Cullen. Yeah. You know, he's a veterinarian that's he, nursing an elephant. Right, he's right. superhuman. And he's giving that all to you. Yes, that's it. That's it. Yeah. He's giving all his specialness to me because I'm so special. Yeah. And I think, like, we are the heart of all our fantasies. Yeah. All fantasy, I do think, comes from just wanting to be special. Wanting to be special. Hey, uh, for anyone listening, I'm a middle child. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know? You want to be picked and chosen. Yeah. Number one. I want to be on the pedestal. Mm. I'm not sharing with any like me me me. <laughs> look at me, look at me. <laughs> so you you do think and see ways that this desire and fantasy like leaks into your real life then. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. I think you know, in terms of like what makes it like what can make it like toxic, mm-hmm. I think is when you see you know who the love interests are depicted as and thinking, okay, I need to be more like that. Mm. Because, you know, when you think about, like, Bella. Yeah. Like, she's quiet and, like, you know, shy and awkward and, like, needs a lot of protecting. Whereas, like, you know, me, I'll run my mouth anywhere and, like, (laughs) just be a fucking idiot out loud all the time. And it's, like, that's a very different vibe. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, I think the the love interests in a lot of ways are very small. And, like... I think sometimes I feel like, you know, in order to attract that kind of energy, like, I need to shrink myself, mm. which, you know, I, I've i been reading a few years and have learned that that might not be so good for me as a person <laughs> and my growth. <laughs> Do you think that you've, like, experienced real-life scenarios where you were really attracted to someone who had a similar energy to this fantasy and it just wasn't good for you? That's a great question. I think... At the time, yeah, I would say, like, oh, they had that vibe. But then, like, I look back now and I'm like, oh, no, we were wrong. (laughs) Like, you were just learning about things in life. But, yeah, I would say that I've had those experiences where I've, like, kind of felt that energy from someone. And, you know, when it didn't blossom into anything, it left me with a lot of questions of, like, fuck, I was talking too much. Or, you know, I was too assertive here. Or, you know what I mean? And, like... I I could have been smaller. Yeah. You know, second-guessing myself like that. Yeah. So the toxicity is not in the wanting of this thing. The toxicity is in... Like, what, what do I have to do to get this? Right. Whether or not you're willing to sacrifice your true self in order mm-hmm. to get this. But I do think that informs desire a bit. Do you think that you've... Do you think that you've ever been, like, you felt self-conscious or criticized about this element of you that is loud and boisterous and is unlike a coquette that is going to yeah. be picked up and saved? I I have always felt insecure about how open I am and mm. how, you know, social and and assertive I am in social situations. And the thing is, too, like, you know, like everyone, I'm, I'm multidimensional. There are a lot of times where I am very introverted. I do just like to keep to myself. Mm-hmm. I don't always feel, you know, comfortable mm-hmm. chatting people up yeah. or, you know, being a loud mouth or whatever. Sometimes I do like to be withdrawn and, right. like, in my own little space. But when I'm in that space, I'm not necessarily thinking of, like, ooh, who's going to come along? Like, it really is just, like, my own self-preservation. And yeah. I'm not, I really am not thinking about anyone else. Right. But when I have those moments where I'm, like, loud, 
and I notice this, you know, I mean, I'm queer and I don't notice this when I'm talking to like women or other queer people. Like I don't feel the same thing, but when I'm talking to men, mm. it's like after that, I'm like, oh fuck, was I too loud? Mm-hmm. Like I think it's in the presence of men especially. Yeah. Um, and I can think of many reasons why that might be. <laughs> I've definitely, I, I really think that this is sort of tapping into something that a lot of women experience Mm -hmm. because a lot of times the things that we're told are attractive and the things that men tell us are attractive Mm -hmm. are not being large or loud or or lively or messy Mm -hmm. um, in any way or taking up any kind of space right and it's something I've definitely run into you know I, I have this thing where it's gotten better over the years but I do think it is a big in in part, very largely because I'm Korean. Mm-hmm. Koreans have a very, very honestly mean sense of humor, especially women. Mm-hmm. Like, I get a lot of my humor from my mom and Korean women, like, they will say something that it's will- biting. Yeah, yeah, ruin your life and yeah. they think it's a casual joke. Right, right, so, right. So, like, amongst right. Koreans, like, that joke isn't mean. Right. But, like, I have a lot of times had that humor with men and it's ve- very, very, very not attractive to them. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. guys love it, but like, you know, I've never been able to fulfill that position of the coquettish right. Bella who right. it seems like naturally attracts being somebody who wants to take care of them mm-hmm. and is so appreciative of just like them. Like Edward is just obsessed with her right. for no reason. For, she's doing she's giving him nothing yeah. like to work with. And he's like, You're amazing. I mean right. she's like smart and bookish, but Right, right. I mean, and that's, yeah, that's exactly the thing. I mean, same with, like, the Reese Witherspoon mm-hmm. character. Like, she's, you know, she's a little bit louder and, like, more assertive, but she's also, like, you know, smart and, like, very easy to compartmentalize. Like, yeah. you know, she's gentle and smart and, like, loving and, like, mm-hmm. you know, she's never acting like a gargoyle. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's sort of wanting something that, you're you've always been sort of held away from yeah yeah and I think in a lot of ways like again middle child vibes but like I always had to be loud in my family and like you Mm -hmm. know I I also have two brothers like you know I I had to really shriek to get a word in edgewise and like you know I think it's just it's now hardwired in me that like you know uh, if I gotta be loud I gotta be loud and like Mm -hmm. That, I don't think that's something that I can really, like, correct. Like, it's it's just me. But it seems like you've really learned, like, that it's it's not feasible to sacrifice who you really are and how you just behave in the world mm-hmm. for the attention of someone. Yeah, yeah. And it's, that's... And that's oh. challenging. And that's, you know, you have to sit with that and be like, <laughs> is this toxic then? <laughs> but you still want it. You're still attracted oh, to this yeah. thing. It's oh, just yeah. now you're more aware of how the fantasy leaks into reality. Yeah, and how it, yeah, how it affects me. Because, like, I think the kind of person that, like, or that, like, Robert Pattinson essence, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, like, it's taken to an extreme, but, Mm -hmm. like, you know, in reality, that's not a bad essence. Like, I don't think it's, like, a toxic boy thing. Like, it's someone who is extremely caring and extremely attentive and extremely, you know, values you very deeply. Yeah. 
um, that's great. Mm-hmm. But it's more so, like, when it comes to, like, how do I see myself and what do I need to do to, like, get that and, like, deserve yeah. that. Well, it, you know, you said, like, it's not a bad essence, but it does get criticized quite a bit, you know. Really? His I mean, char- that makes sense. But... His character, and I think... Well, Edward, yeah, of course. The character of Edward, but also, I think, what makes Robert Pattinson right for the role, it, it has been criticized quite a bit, and his relationship to Bella has been criticized quite a bit. Certainly, yeah. But I do think, like... But that comes from more of, like, a possessive energy that comes in with that, right? Yeah, I do think that people take... And I get it. I get it. I get it. But I don't think you can police fantasy. And that's the whole point of the right. show. Yeah. You know, <laughs> young girls find this fantasy of someone choosing them mm-hmm. and being obsessed with every part of them mm-hmm. and caring for them and wanting to give them the world because he's rich and mm-hmm. he's beautiful and, and he's going to make you. And yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, apparently he's seems like he's going to be amazing in bed. Like right. that from the get go, right. Stephanie Meyer is just like this guy. Yeah. Well, the thing is too, Robert Pattinson absolutely has bedroom eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just something you have. Yeah, that's just something he has. That's, that's a lizard brain thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the thing that people take sort of issue with is that it's a fantasy of being saved. It's like, oh, yes, yeah. so women want to be saved. Well, right. I don't know that there's anything wrong with that. I do think that we shouldn't be teaching women that they have to make themselves smaller in order to garner the type of attraction they want. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's okay for women to acknowledge, like, I want someone to see me mm-hmm. and want me mm-hmm. totally and be willing to, like, care for me totally. Because we give that same energy to men. God, yeah, just so, like, we're always mommy. And, well, exactly, like, I, I do, I agree with you that it makes sense that we want this, especially when we're in a world and we grow up around men who a lot of times really couldn't give a shit, you know, right or left how we're doing. Or are in flat a lot out of mean. Ways. Or are just flat out mean. Like, yeah. men are so, I think, a lot of times so indifferent towards us. Yeah. To the point where... I think a lot of us feel really neglected and like we don't feel cared for, we don't feel protected and we do want to be saved by someone because, you know, we're in a group of people who just like aren't stepping up, you know? Yeah. So I do think that the criticism of like, oh, she's just a damsel in distress and wants to be saved. It's like, no, it's literally just like this, this attraction to the fantasy Mm -hmm. of it's 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 a it's a daddy fa- it's like a daddy fantasy <laughs> it's it's like a take care of me sort of energy i think that the attraction to it is really like it's coming from this place of like something you never get a lot of times as a woman growing up like you never get people acknowledging that like you're going through a hard time or like you know you just get so overlooked so much that i think that the idea that somebody could never overlook you and yeah. and what you need is is really attractive. Yeah, and I think, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, in a perfect world, you shouldn't want to be saved. Like, there, you don't want to create havoc or anything, like, for no reason. <laughs> but, like, you know, it, it, we're not in a perfect world. Like, shit's fucked, especially towards, you know, yeah. women. Like, yeah. so I think, it, yeah, it, it, it makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. you want to be taken care of in a way that like you know you've been ignored yeah and I think it's you know again men are so into each other and like (laughs) care so much about each other like 
you want to get that one guy to like turn his head away from the crowd of men and say, hey, like, you're pretty cool too. I'm mm-hmm. like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like we aren't giving out big asks here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I also think that like when at the time that you became really attracted to Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. and his like strong masculine. It was in college. It was yeah. in college. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was in college. <laughs> getting you know I when I wasn't getting reciprocal treatment from guys you like, when you were dating assholes when I was <laughs> sleeping and dating with assholes like you know I felt like I put so much of myself in that and did so much to be like my best self and put them first mm-hmm. and like you know really honestly give a lot of that Robert Pattinson vibes to them coming from me mm-hmm. And I was like, where is this in return? (laughs) Right. It's like, I just, I do know so many women who are so capable of that energy of being like Mm -hmm. emotionally strong and supportive and caring and can give that in buckets and buckets and buckets Mm -hmm. and who has unconditionally never been given that in return. Yeah. And honestly, like Bella's a handful. Bella's a handful. You know, she's thrown herself off, you know, stairs and getting eaten and... You know, she's a handful. This girl is up to some hijinks. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, to an extent, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It's so unconditional. Yeah. And it's so... And he's not... Ne- <laughs> the thing, too, is, like, he never gets mad at her. Right. Like, this girl is doing everything to get herself hurt. And, like, make his job in life that much harder. And he's just, like, blindly trugging through being, like, it's all good. Like, I love you. Yeah. (laughs) It is. I think it is. The the not healed version of this is, like, I'm going to make myself as sort of desirable and small and, and, you know, as a woman that I can. And then I will be given that love that I've been given constantly for free. Yes. That's the... Without um, having to do anything. Or even, like, fucking up. Like, actively fucking up. (laughs) That is the unhealed version. It's like, I will tie myself in knots in order to get this. And I think the healed version is acknowledging that, like, you just want to be chosen and loved and seen for all that you... For for all that you are... He's also really hot. And he's also fucking hot. Like, <laughs> it's not too much to ask, I don't think. Yeah, but it is such, actually, at its core, such a simple fantasy, like you said. It really is. Like, you just want to be taken care of, and you want to feel safe. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of it also, like, comes to trust and safety. Like, again, we are in a scary-ass world where, yeah. like, it's very easy to fall into a relationship or a situation that's very intimate and you're not taken care of or you're actively harmed. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, that's a very real... Again, going back to the lizard brain, like, that that's a lizard brain fear that we all have, too. And so, like, you know, having that sense of security with someone, someone who just, like, naturally provides that sense of security, I think it makes sense to want that. Yeah. For him to sort of exist as a safe space yeah and he's also like robert pattinson is he has he has those bedroom eyes he's very he does. very like and bedroom eyes, and the thing with bedroom eyes and like what makes them so bedroomy to me yeah. is like bedroom eyes to me are eyes that look like alert mm-hmm. and it's like you know you want someone to be alert and assertive with you or like what's well assertive sure and like attentive yeah Right? Like, that's what sex is, like, all about in a lot of ways, is, like, tending to someone's 
needs. Yeah. And so when you see that in someone's eyes, it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think that this fantasy, one, is sort of, because the criticism, criticism is that it's not very feminist. Like, women can save themselves. It's like, yes, women can save themselves, and we're tired of it. And we're, ti- <laughs> we we're doing it all the time. Like, we're exhausted. Someone help us out here. And I think... You know, Robert Pattinson was such a good choice for Edward and also for every romantic role he's ever played as Mm -hmm. Edward. Honestly, Edward and Batman, not so different. No, they're very similar. (laughs) They're basically the same character. They are, they are. You know, the thing that makes him so good for it is like that... It makes so much sense. You know, he has, he doesn't, it's funny that he is so good at Batman because he doesn't really have like a violent essence. No, no. Like, and I think that's what teen girls saw in him, too. They're like, look at this strong person that, like, doesn't want to be violent. Right. Yeah. Well, I think there's a difference between, like, I mean, I think it's the difference between, like, being strong and dominant and being aggressive, mm-hmm. right? Like, being strong and dominant, like, that's an energy that you can't necessarily, like, help within yourself. Like, you just have it. Whereas, like, I feel like aggressiveness, yeah, in a lot of ways, like, especially when you're an adult, like, yeah. can be a choice. And, yeah. like, when you have all of that energy without the aggressiveness, like, it, it's extremely attractive. Like, it's, yeah. it's nothing but attractive, I think. Because it's not like, yeah. you, you know it's not going to be taken out on you or anyone who doesn't, like, deserve that, you right. know? Especially because when you're young women, all women, a lot mm-hmm. of women, and no, we don't need to be protected. But to no. a certain extent, all people should be protected yeah. to a degree in a way that young girls and women just are, are never. Not, are not, are never. You know, it's like the second you get boobs, it's like you're thrown to the walls. Yeah, seriously, seriously. (laughs) So the idea that, like, this person is going to completely protect you in a way that you've just never gotten before. Right. You know? It's so fully. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a way for that kind of energy to be very toxic. You're Mm -hmm. right. Of, like, I'm going to protect you almost as though you're an object, right? That, like, needs, like, you know, in, like, a possessive way. Like, I'm protecting you not because you're a person who deserves to feel safe, but because you're mine. I'm like, that's gross. (laughs) But, like, yeah, I feel like Edward very much... Well, not Edward, because Edward, I think, gives a little bit of that possessive. But, like, the Robert Pattinson essence isn't, like, because you're mine. It's because he respects you and sees you as an equal who is not getting the care and compassion that they should be getting. Right. It's literally just we want a man to treat us the same way that they treat other men. Yes, yes, <laughs> literally. Uh, all right, well, this is the uh, piece de resistance, like mm. the question at the heart of the fantasy. Is this almost over? No, I don't want it to end. <laughs> How long have we been going for? Can we double it? It's, it's almost 30 minutes now. No, can we make it two hours? <laughs> two hours, please. <laughs> Would you kiss a vampire? Would I kiss a vampire? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, jeez. I mean, if it's... Okay, I would not kiss Edward Cullen in the first movie. No. Because <laughs> his hair and makeup team failed him. That's on his hair and makeup team. Yeah, that's so true. The red so, lips. Like, come on. The last movie... <sighs> Do I know, like, what happens, or is it just, like, the risks are... You know? The risk is there, no matter what. The risk is there. There's a risk. I mean, gosh, there's a risk to kissing anyone these days. So, so yeah. true. <laughs> I'll give a vampire a smooch. I also think the idea of like being with someone for eternity is kind of hot. And I know mm. that Stephanie meant that in like a Mormon way, but like <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of it in like uh, eternal love. 
Uh, yeah, eternal love in like a not Mormon way, which I don't know how to define, you know. <laughs> but I don't think eternal love has to be Christian. Well, Mormons aren't Christians, but like are they not? I don't think so, right? I thought they were. I thought Mormonism was a sect of Christianity. I've never once met a Mormon in my life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, so I have like a kind of an idea, but <laughs> I think that especially as a young girl, the idea that you know, someone will love you in a For way that ever, never Yeah, it hot. doesn't stop. That's hot. <laughs> I do think I'd like to touch on a lot of times he is very attractive in roles and characters in which he does exhibit a good deal of violence. That's great. See, okay, now we can get this going. Yeah. I agree. I think, you know. In Batman? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think, in, in, and you know what? And this is, I feel like this might sound so wrong, but this is a safe Go space. for it. I feel like Robert Pattinson carries, especially in Batman, he's like carrying some sort of like feminine rage, but it's oh. in a body that we do not, you know, it's in a more, um, it's in a physically stronger body. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I see. That's so interesting because he does have like a soft feminine energy. Yes. I remember we watched it and the reason we said we thought he was so good for Batman is because you can tell that like this rage is coming from being hurt mm -hmm. and not understanding. Yeah, and not understanding that pain. And all of the other Batmans, the rage was really just coming from like an aggressive entitled place. Yeah, exactly. That's I think that's a big thing with the Robert Pattinson essence is there is that violence, there is that rage there, but it's coming from the same place that I have where it's like I was wronged I was hurt I not that I'm like a violent person but it's like you know I, I have a lot of pent-up rage and pain it's coming from a place of pain rather than a place of entitlement right which is I think you know why that kind of like saving fantasy is seen as toxic is because it's like you know, assume that it's from a place of, like, possessiveness and entitlement over someone. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, I think the way that Robert Pattinson carries it is, like, in a protective way of, like, this person was wronged and they should be, you know, righted or whatever. Yeah, it's another factor of fulfilling something that women haven't had or can't have. Yes. Because in Twilight and Water for Elephants, he is exhibiting violence on behalf of a woman yes. being wronged. Who can't, you know, yeah. go after him... Herself. herself. And in the case of Twilight, I, another criticism, criticism is that, like, she's so turned on at the idea that, like, he could hurt her. But I don't... Mm, yeah. I don't know that... I think that really isn't... I don't think that's getting in the mind of a woman and a young girl. Mm -hmm. I think, one, when you're a young girl, all danger is sexy. Yes. And yes. <laughs> Robert Pattinson has that little mysterious dangerous right, edge. Right. But the idea that the that, like, he's not going to hurt you. Yeah. Like, Edward is like, I... Like you said, he's like, I don't want this rage. Yeah. This rage is coming from a place of being wronged, of not being able to make my own choices, which I think women's rage it's comes from. It's super prevalent. Like, I know so... I mean, every woman that I talk to is always apologizing for their anger yeah. and, like, always, you know, ashamed of their anger. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I mean, I know for years, like, I... And I still struggle with, like, acknowledging my anger as an emotion. It makes me so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, I think because of pushing all of that down, I think in a lot of ways, like, I do want to feel entitled to it. Mm -hmm. And seeing someone like him carry it is like, oh, there it is. Like, 
He'll carry it for you. He'll carry it for you. Like in Batman, he's carrying rage for all of these people that are being wronged and for Zoe Kravitz who's being manipulated and and stolen from. And same with, you know, sort of the Twilight fantasy too. And Water for Elephants. Yeah, he's carrying He does get in a fist fight in that movie. And it's because, you know, the woman he loves is being harmed. Yeah. Yeah, is being beaten. And, you know, he has all this rage like from just like, you know, he got turned into this creature that has, a na- like, a natural predatory, like, rage. And he's, I think a lot of that is, like... But it's directed towards, like, you know, people who are wronging them. Yeah, he also, that's another thing. He wrongs all those bad people. It's, yeah. like... Which is something that we, like, I mean, you know, generally speaking, like, can't... I, I, I don't want to be, like, distasteful and be, like, women aren't strong. Like, I know women who can beat the shit out of yeah. them. But, like, generally speaking, like, we aren't... You know, I can't. I yeah. right, like we're and a lot of it is a too because we're not encouraged to like we're not mm-hmm. encouraged to be like big or strong yeah. like in our bodies anyway. So like I think so many of us like don't have that capabilities. You know, not yeah. just because of genetics, but also just for other reasons. Like we're being athletic and mm-hmm. being strong, like physically, is looked down upon for women, and so yeah. we're you know constantly discouraged to not um, be able to defend ourselves. Yeah. So it's like someone's got to do it then. Right. I think that's a really interesting take on because so much, this is a criticism in so much romance and for so Mm -hmm. many male romantic leads is like we're setting such a bad example by Mm -hmm. giving women a space in which they can be attracted to violence. I think the better question is why is it working? Like why are women attracted to this sort of violence? Because women don't want to be with a violent man in real life. And I don't think they're attracted to violence. I think they're attracted to safety. Yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Poignant. <laughs> no, I think that's it. It's like the f- this is fantasy. Mm-hmm. We don't want to experience this in no. real life. We don't want to be with a violent man and that's when things really get toxic is when women seek out violent men because they're seeking out safety. Yeah. Yeah. But in the world of fantasy, I think being able to play out that desire in a place where there are no consequences, which novels are, they are a place of fiction where there mm-hmm. are no consequences. Mm-hmm. Like being able to play that out, I think yeah, fulfills something powerful. that a lot of times we're never gonna get. Mm-hmm. Like we're never going not to in the be a world. We're not we're not gonna be able to go back to when we were younger and we needed to be protected and we needed to be cared for mm-hmm. and that didn't happen and now we have all this baggage and shit to deal with. We're 100%. not gonna get that back. But like being able to maybe a little bit get that back in the world of fantasy and desire. Yes. It really taps into something primal. It does, it does. And also, I mean, again, thinking like you know, if we're in a perfect world, like, would we all be having this fantasy? Like, if I lived and grew up in a world where, like, these weren't things that I had to worry about, like, would I be having the same fantasy? Would I, you know, would this have the same pull to me that it does right now? I don't know. Maybe not. But that's not the case. That's not what we've grown <laughs> up with. That's not the cards we've been dealt with. So that's yeah. there. Yeah. I I think that that's that's really the perspective that women who are enjoying this sort of fantasy are coming from it's like yeah. I don't want to be near violence I don't mm-hmm. want to be I don't want people to get hurt yeah on even if it's on my behalf like gross no, no. everyone just chill <laughs> also just messy and dirty yucky. yeah Ugh. but the idea of being protected and somebody yeah. holding space for your safety oh yes. that's, that's that's chef's kiss that's hot that's hot and it, it shouldn't have like I think that's you know again when it comes down to like tension and like mm-hmm sexual tension like that shouldn't have to be in the air right you know yeah 
But again, it's it's there. So what are we going to do with it? It is. It is. You know, <laughs> sex is not a, a very often not a safe space for no. women. So the idea that this gorgeous, clearly extremely sexual man yes. is like so capable of mm-hmm. violence and therefore protecting you. Yes. Like and aesthetic. is not is go- going to do everything in their power not to hurt you. Like that's that's just coming from like a a very real place. And the thing too, I think also to touch on that is like it's a very assertive energy whereas like someone who's just like a guy who's just very sweet mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield yeah like the Andrew Garfield essence yeah. he's very sweet like he's hot yeah but like in a very loving tender mm-hmm. sweet way where it's also like because I, I I'm not here to target Andrew Garfield I'm sure he's <laughs> lovely and I'm sure he's got many talents yeah. in and out of the bed or like whatever. we're not talking about the man we're talking about the persona just the vibe yeah, yeah the vibe where it's like, you know, that kind of vibe in an intimate setting, I think in a lot of ways, for a, especially women who have this other fantasy, like, it's not satisfying because it's also like you don't know mm-hmm. what this other person needs. Right. You're just like, you know, yeah. nice and happy to be there and whatever, which is great. Right. Whereas, like, with the Robert Pattinson vibes, like, he knows your needs, he's going to mm. give them to you. <laughs> I'm like, you literally, like, you're done. You don't have to do any work. Like, you just get taken care of finally yes i think that and obviously that's something like i don't want to make that a general statement for women because i know there are women who prefer no. that kind of andrew garfield vibe because they like yeah. to be a certain and you know we're just talking about this particular this fantasy yeah yeah no i do i did identify something in what you said it's like that if you have the fantasy of this very big strong man who's capable of violence mm-hmm. you know i think that the idea of a very sweet guy and like andrew garfield does exhibit violence in the spider-man movies like oh does he i haven't watched those well like and not the same brutish type of violence mm, right, that like right. the batman movies are but like you know he's a superhero yeah, he yeah. is hurting people he's got it yeah he's got to do he's got to do um, <laughs> but you know he has this energy of being like very very soft and and yeah. not assertive at all i think if you want the robert pattinson fantasy that energy makes you angry yeah right yeah. because it's like come on get with it yeah you're like you've never you're not experiencing this yeah. anger and this yes. rage that i've gone through like you don't get it like you're too comfortable not yeah. like i no, not, i i don't want anyone to feel yeah. uncomfortable but you know what i mean it's like you don't get right like you your don't get sweetness is a privilege like yes yes exactly, yeah, exactly. i have ex- like i have this rage inside yeah. of me and i don't have anywhere to put it and with Robert Pattinson, you can it's just there. give it to him. Because I think, too, I always question myself and second guess. Like, I'm like, why am I not super into guys or people who, you know, are sweet and are gentle and do have that Andrew Garfield yeah. vibe? Like, I feel like I should be going for, you know, a yeah. quote-unquote nice guy. Mm-hmm. But it's like a lot of times, like, with those guys, like, not that there, there's anything wrong with that, but no. it's like... It's just not where you are. It's not where I am. It's like, I don't think I'll be able to level with you in mm-hmm. terms of, like... Which, granted, to a degree, like, with any man, I'll never be able to fully, like, level with them in terms of my experience as mm-hmm. it goes for, like, you know, oppression. But I, I feel like with those guys that have, like, that nice guy vibe, it's like, I need you to have some... I need you to have some rage for me and with me. Mm-hmm. Um, to be able to share this this rage, this yeah, feminine rage. Yeah. That's funny. I think that... I think that you saying, like, I, I see a feminine rage in Robert Pattinson and that's what attracts me to him mm-hmm. 
is really interesting. <laughs> and I think that the criticisms of it, of the trope then, are, are quite sexist because it's like, yeah. you are looking at this from the standpoint of masculine rage. Mm -hmm. It's That's not what it is. A possessive rage, which yeah. I agree is not, Good. not the vibe. I don't like that either. Like, women are looking for an outlet to understand their feminine Anger, rage. Yeah. And that's what these, like, fantasies are. And I feel like to feel entitled with that anger... Um, to feel an ounce of entitlement that for masculine that anger. anger has always been allowed. And it's interesting because the only way to feel that, you know, satisfaction is through another man. Because, again, we're just taught that, like, men are the standard in terms of, like, feelings and emotions in a lot of ways, which, like, that sucks. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? Like, when a man's emotions are on display, like, that's what people look to. Mm -hmm. Our emotions are so frequently ignored. So even when, like, when we're watching it through a man, we're like, oh, my God, like, what was that? Whereas, like, I see that same anger and that same rage with my friends every day. Mm -hmm. and my, that same rage in myself when I'm on the fucking subway. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. I also think I also am very into the to the Robert Pattinson thing. Mm -hmm. But it's I to ignore. I like thank you for diving deep here because I do think that we touched on something that all of romance gets really mm -hmm. sort of bashed for. Yeah. Um, and I think it's more important to ask like why women like it than whether writers should be writing it or not because whether it's right or wrong yeah right? because first of all it's a book and once you <laughs> get to the point where you're censoring books like that's not good yeah um but you also can't censor desire if something wants something somebody that's wants so something true. you really have to analyze it and we never censor male desire look at every so movie true. like women are just you know boobies <laughs> hong kong like <laughs> Um, Whereas, like, ours at least has a little something behind it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's fascinating. I want the, like, title quote for this to be Boobies Butthole. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, that's the episode. Uh, uh, this was a blast. Thank I wanna, you so much. I want to do this all over again. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Charlie Swan's Toxic Turn-Ons. Tune in next week for a special episode where I sit down with sex and love coach Lorraine Bradbury to talk about making all your fantasies come true safely and centrally. For extended show notes that include reading, watching, and listening recommendations, as well as a related journal prompt, subscribe to my Substack below.